Hello and welcome to episode 276 of the Waters Waveland podcast. I'm Weishan, your host, and I've got Tony with me. Happy Thanksgiving, T. Happy Thanksgiving. Is it all cranberry sauce and like turkey for you? Unfortunately, I was supposed to go out to Pennsylvania to see some family and Alice is out in Ohio seeing her family. Um, but my my plans got canceled at the very last minute. And I'm not upset about that. And I told Alice, like, I'm not going out to Ohio, so I'll just see when we get back. So fortunate for me, my Thanksgiving will probably be a steak dinner um, because like Thanksgiving food is trash. It's like turkey is disgusting. It's like cranberry sauce, uh, you know, uh, 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 string bean casserole, stuff like or any kind of casserole. Like these are things that you don't eat on a normal basis. If these were good foods, you yeah. eat them all the time. It's not like it's not, it's not like these ingredients, like turkey's not available year-round, right? It's a little bit of a pain to cook. Fine, you know? But it's like, no, these aren't good foods. So it's all trash. Um, I'm sure Dandy Francesco would disagree with me. I think that we even had uh, a whole podcast about Thanksgiving Day food. Wow. Um, so, so, yeah, I'll find a uh, restaurant and go have a nice little steak dinner oh, you know beautiful. maybe a maybe a nice little scotch or bourbon uh bourbon yeah i don't like scotch with the steak yeah so uh, it'll be actually a quite enjoyable thanksgiving for me nice i've never had uh well the thanksgiving dinner before i mean i've had like turkey at restaurants uh or in a salad kind of thing uh yeah i can see why it's a hard bird to cook i mean i think we've tried actually cooking it at home before but um yeah hard i i prefer chicken yeah 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 um, much easier it's more versatile um it's definitely not dry because it's not as big as a turkey so yeah, yeah. best thing i ever had was the last time i went out to pennsylvania uh, my uncle made a turducken and deep fried it and so turducken so it's a turkey with a duck inside of it with a <gasps> chicken it's like this unholy oh, thing what very good um it's, it's very american <laughs> <laughs> americans are like ah turkey that's not good enough let's let's shove a duck inside of it and let's shove a chicken inside Thank, that. thanks for swearing thanks for swearing oh um, yeah sorry uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, Here we got to mm, do it. Yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the duck, the duck was very good. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Turducken. Okay. New. Oh, I gotta see if I can try that somehow. Sometime. I don't know when I'll ever be able to do that. But anyway. Um, Come over to America during Thanksgiving. I'll find us a place to get a turducken. <laughs> Well, as uh, you know, since we're recording this not at midnight your time, which is so usual. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, what time is it there? Uh, one, one p.m. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm in London. Um, so this week we decided to actually record. Um, well, part four of uh, do's and don'ts for PR people. Um, mm-hmm. you and Dan did two episodes on your own, and then I think when James came in. You guys also did another episode there. So I thought, ah, I'm in London with the whole team. Might as well 
get us all together talking about this. And this one will be much better than the the, uh, abomination that was the recording at the bar where you couldn't hear anybody. The noise was insanely loud. Yeah, yeah, we were in a meeting room this time. Uh, Yeah, not at a bar. No drinks involved either, though there probably should have been. Um, And then, yeah. Um, I, there's one thing I forgot to mention, actually. So whatever we talked about, um, you know, if anyone wants to counter us, we invite you. Reach out to me. You know where to find me. You know where to find Tony. Now you know how, where to find a whole team because I'm listing all their emails down here. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, let me say, I, I just wanted to have this intro more or less to distance myself from the podcast in case anybody says anything stupid, you know. Three of the reporters haven't been here for even a year yet. So, yeah, how much of a say, you know, how much, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how their opinions are. I'll have to listen to it. Um, I hope but, I didn't say anything stupid. I mean, at we'll least see. for the PR people <laughs> listening or for, you know, if you are a startup company and you're trying to figure out how to work with the press and what kind of agencies you want to use or if you just want to do it internally, Hopefully some of these pointers are good. And I think it, it might be interesting to see some young kids, you know, how they view it versus, you know, the experienced people like you um, and Reb. Uh, but yeah, if they say anything stupid, it's uh, I don't endorse. I don't endorse what they say, but uh, they are welcome to have their own opinions. So, well, let's get to it. I'm ready. Okay. So this week, we have Reb, Theo, Elliot, and Emma Hillary, and I'm in London, guys. Say hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> okay, our topic for today is actually something that we've spoken about before, and it goes way back to when Dan Francesco, the traitor he, uh, he is, uh, and Tony were hosts of this podcast. So we're going to be talking about something fun. This is part four of Do's and Don'ts for PRs. So hopefully it'll serve as a uh, 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 a Bible or for those who are listening. <laughs> Mormons out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that too. Um, also, it is Thanksgiving as we record this. So happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate. And we'll have lots of turkey for Reb, right? <laughs> no, I hate turkey, actually. Yeah. Don't have turkey for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now... We deal with PR people every day, right? It's a it's a big part of uh, how journalists work, um, but that doesn't always mean the experience is uh, always fun. Um, and since we have our newest and youngest reporters here today, let's start with them. Uh, Theo, mm-hmm. want to take a stab at this? What are your biggest pet peeves of uh, yeah PR people? Ooh. well, we went out for drinks with some. PR colleagues um, uh, last week, and um, they endured an entire evening of us um, essentially moaning about PRs. So uh, if you're listening, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for indulging us. Um, And I think the thing that came up most often for me was people sort of trying to change what's already on the record. Um, That that annoys me, trying to sort of change uh, history in a way. And I get that from a PR's perspective that can be um, a big win if you show your client that you've managed to stop 
something that could reflect badly on them from hitting the press, that that's a good kind of example of your your work. Um, but I think from our perspective, it's um, just just annoying. And, and, and there's nothing doing. So you just end up in a stalemate with us saying, well, that's been said on record, so we're publishing it. And them saying, but could you not? Uh, and it's sort of bad for everyone. So that's my pet peeve. Okay, Elliot, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is annoying. I don't really... I, I think my main pet peeve is when I get offered news that isn't exclusive. I think that this is basically, you could just, just sort of tweeted this or put it on your website and it would have the same effect as emailing me and like a hundred other journalists, like the same news at once. Cause then we can't write a story about it cause it's already in the public interest. Like everyone, everyone already has this email already who isn't us. So there's no real point in emailing that information to us unless it's like we can cover on exclusive base or we get an embargo or we have a good lead time for it. I just I sort of disregard quite a lot of the emails we get day to day because they've been sent in like en masse to all like loads of different journalists. And like I guess some some places basically repackage press releases, but we don't really do that, so I don't think that we really should be getting a lot of emails unless they're like specifically exclusive. I don't know if that's contra- like if anyone else thinks that. Reb, do you agree? Oh. Um, yeah, I agree for the most part, unless it's like, you know, some big acquisition or merger or something like that. But if it's, you know, some company I, I've never even heard of, and I doubt my readers have ever heard of, and then you send me an email that says, hey, we have this news, and then you call me to tell me that you sent me an email announcing the news, and then you leave me a voicemail to say, hey, we sent you this news, we're never going to speak. <laughs> Actually, that's a point of contention, like the, the, um, like how many types of communications we get. Uh, I just want to go around the room and see, like, do, does everyone here, like, prefer being contacted over email or do you like being called? Because in the last one, I think, uh, actually, James and, uh, James Rundle <coughs> and Tony were talking about this. So that was in part three, which I will link here. Um, but James actually likes being called. Tony's like, don't ever call me. Just send me an them. email. If I know you, you can call me. Yeah. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's chic. EH speaks. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'd like to cultivate more calling. Uh, it feels very like nimble, you know. You're gonna regret this. I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's something very on the fly and urgent about it, which I appreciate. What if it's not an urgent thing? Definitely don't call me. <laughs> don't. Um, yeah. I guess if I, I've had a couple of times where I'll send a PR an email asking for something and then they give me a call back and I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, I like that. But I feel like because of my age, I, I have not been raised around a lot of calling. So it's kind mm. of exciting. Um, that was interesting. EH is aggressively Gen Z. <laughs> mm. I'm a child. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, out. call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. <laughs> oh dear. Do you even know what call me, beat me if you want to reach me is from? Um, it's definitely from a 2000s hit playlist. No. no. It's from Kim Possible. Do you know what that is? I actually do. I actually do. Have you ever seen it? Yes. When I was 
younger than I am now, I used to, I think every, every morning on the weekends, I would go over to my neighbor's house and her sister was your age and she would always be watching Kim Possible. And then she dressed up as Kim Possible for Halloween like three times I'm in a row. I'm sorry. I just, I, I wish, I wish all of our loyal <laughs> listeners could be here right now. Because EH, as she was speaking, got progressively more nervous and ended up in a very strange sitting position <laughs> that we're now all trying to emulate. It's sort of, for those who can't see, it's sort of like egg, egg-shaped hugging legs. It's very rocking dramatically back Otherwise and known as the fetal position. Semi-supine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're weird. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that conversation is straight away. It's like gone from calls to Kim Possible. Uh, I love Ron. Ron. Ron and the naked mole rat. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, if it's for me, I I actually don't mind being called. But what I would dislike is having an e like what you said Rem having an email sent and then immediately being called so like within like a minute or two from the email being for me receiving that email I get a phone call if I don't answer like half an hour later the phone rings again and then something like a whatsapp message for um some that have my whatsapp number no one ever and, whatsapps me and don't <laughs> I I like that I um, on WhatsApp with some, um, and but sometimes it's a little. It can be a, a bit excessive um, if they don't do it right. But uh, yeah, for me, I think the like one example is, and yeah, we we don't cover, we don't really cover press releases anymore, right? But um, you know, sometimes uh, when when they say, "Oh, would you like to speak to this executive?" Uh, and you say. Yes, I would like to speak to exec this executive, and then you know um, they come back saying, "Oh, he's available like next week." Yeah. And or what do you want to talk to him about? I'm like, you pitch me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in some circumstances that might change. Because that, that that would be okay because you you kind of get to say, "Oh, actually, I want to talk about this instead," right? Um, but. In most cases, when we get a pitch and then they come back saying, what would you like to talk about? It's just... Yeah, or no. can you send over questions, which A, we don't do, but B, also, like, I don't even know what this is, is about. So, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not make this all negative, though, because we do have mm. some really no, good yeah. friends yeah. in PR. Yeah, some yeah. of my best friends are PRs. Yeah. And I'm not anti-PR. You're friends. <laughs> you have friends. We're all here, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, I mean, and some of them are, I would say, excellent at their, their job. So, maybe Rep, what do you think? Um, and we're not going to be naming anyone here, obviously, but uh, if you if you know who you are, um, and we love you. Uh, for for those that maybe aren't as well as uh, acquainted with us, um, what would you say is a good way to kind of get in, in touch with us and, you know, in, in terms of maybe pitching us a story? Mm. Um, I like a pitch where it's not about a release, it's where they pitch you somebody and a topic. And it's like, especially when it's not something that's already like in the news, like pitching you someone, hey, do you want to talk about Gen AI when J Gen AI is every single headline that you see, but about, you know, something else where... Um, it's not just trying to follow coverage that everyone else is doing in that moment. Like, 
um, pitching me and saying, you know, nobody's talking about this or whatever, which, you know, somebody is usually, but um, I like those pitches better. Okay. E.H.? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I don't mind that at all. I, I feel like I have not followed up on a lot of those types of emails. And then the one time that I did, it was actually very useful. And it turned out to be kind of a hint that the guy knew a lot of stuff. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I feel like if, you know, obviously for me, I don't know most of the PRs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and I found that since, since going out, you know, a couple of times with, with various PRs, I really enjoy when we don't talk about work so much better. And I think sometimes people get self-conscious about that and are like, oh, you know, we should pivot very quickly to talking about work, but it is just loads better just to get to know each other. Yeah. Mm. I completely agree with that. Me too. And then you just like, you like them better and, and you have more of a bond and it's. Yeah. And I've been more inclined to talk to your clients and to help you out. Totally. Totally. I mean, I do agree because this is what we do for work, right? We build rapport with people, uh, contacts, sources, uh, PR people, and the better that relationship is, the better we will work together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot, you were laughing earlier, so what are you laughing about? Oh, I mean, it's tough because you need to sort of also work out how relevant the clients that they have are to the job before you become more like... Because it, it's nice to chat about non-work-related stuff, but also at the end of the day, there is a relationship there about how, like, if you guys get on well, you can act as more of their, like, clients. But if they are, like... For example, if they're a PR representing mainly, like, crypto companies and also one company that's sort of adjacent to our sort of area that we cover, then you probably should also discuss work a bit more to sort of work out how relevant they are to sort of your overall like your verticals because then you could just have a great lunch with someone but also then it wouldn't be very useful after the, that, that you know it was like if it was a nice conversation sure but like you don't actually end up talking about any of the meaningful work things just be like okay that possibly was just maybe a waste of some of my time well i think what we meant though that it's not all fun and games right i mean it was just more like the building the building of the relationship so of course there's it's you don't want it to be so transactional where it's like, oh, we're only meeting because I have something for you and I or I want something from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So um, even though I guess at the end of the day, that is that might be the case, right? Um, but yeah, Theo, do you have anything to add? Only that Elliot's like, show me the clients and we'll talk. Like, <laughs> give me the list of names. Aggressively Capricorn. I, mean, I don't know what that means. Um, Capricorn sentiment. No, I did actually want to add something. I want to say that... Um, because I know a lot of PRs are sort of keen to, to build that rapport and um, it, it's mutually helpful. But um, on the work side, uh, I'm always uh, very keen when PRs reply quickly to our requests. It makes me mm-hmm. want to reply more quickly to theirs. Mm. Um, and I guess that's, you know, that's the same in a lot of industries. It's just sort of um, being mutually helpful. But yeah, when when someone's super on the ball with replying to my emails, I, I think I'm more likely to get back to them quickly if they if they pitch me something. The other thing I love is someone who will gossip. You know, like I if you're in tune with the industry, like or if I think of you as somebody in tune with the industry, um, 
even, you know, as a PR, um, I might just try to use a PR as a source. Um, and then I'm also very inclined to want to, you know, get do them a favor in the future or something or speak to their client when they really want their yeah. client in the press or something like that. Yeah, yeah totally agree. I, I think actually, uh, I mean, taking it into account everything we've said here, my biggest pet peeve is when the, a PR firm doesn't know what we actually cover mm-hmm. or hasn't done or, you know, when they pitch something, it just shows that they haven't done their research on on what we cover and you know then therefore you know if, if even if they want to be he- helpful they just they just aren't yeah uh and then to your point like that gossip i mean that that's great right yeah um and and i think those who know as well know that you know i mean obviously we uh, we highly appreciate that um but have, just having that ability to go just go like hey i heard this is happening here i mean do you do you know anyone that I would be able to speak with? Yeah. Or, like, do you know anyone who would be able to help, confirm, or deny, you know, or uh, I guess a no comment is, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, would be would be great. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is Reb's first podcast while she's in London. She's the new no, EMEA it's editor. It's my second podcast in London. Oh, as the EMEA editor. Yeah, now that I live That's here, what I, I meant. <laughs> First podcast as a Mia editor. Regret hasn't sent in, sent in yet. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell the class and the audience, I guess, what has been, uh, it's only been a couple of weeks really, mm-hmm. but what has been your best experience so far? Oh. Um, don't think too hard. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything no, that's happened. <laughs> My, my brain has gone blank. Um, Come to London, guys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the Book of Mormon last night. That was really fun. And I saw... What street had all the Christmas lights? Regent Street. Regent Street. That was beautiful. Loved that. Um, <laughs> yeah, London's fun. I have London's taken great. the tube. <laughs> oh. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We took the bus the other day. We I did. Think. We took the yes. wrong bus. Love yes, but we took the bus. Then we got on the right bus. Yeah. After they kicked us off the bus. <laughs> um, yeah. That did happen. Guys, what have we done? You, everyone in this room has been with me for the last six months. You I helped mean, paint weeks. my boat. Weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I helped paint Theo's boat. That yeah, Theo lives on a boat. And I managed to conscript Reb to do all the manual labor for me. He told me I was really good at fine line work. <laughs> and he was right. Sure you are. Yeah. Yeah. I think we found your calling. Um, Elliot showed up right at the end when okay. we were done when we were right, done guys. painting. Yeah, that wasn't really relevant. That didn't happen. I think it is relevant because it was supposed to be a team bonding event. EH didn't even answer. And um, <laughs> I was in. Elliot was like, Oh, you guys are done? Alright, cool. I'll be there in forty minutes. But you, you've learned so much British slang, haven't you? That's another thing. You in say it. in it now. I do say in it. I started yeah. saying in it, though, in, like, New York, just because yeah. it was fun. Okay. What is your other favourite British slang? Help. <laughs> it's actually not slang. <laughs> no, I hate that. Oh, okay. I said quid the other day, but it felt so wrong. It felt it felt really wrong. Why did it feel I, wrong? I, I just felt like I was not allowed to say that. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't say 
say it in an American accent. You can't culturally appropriate from the Brits. I don't think it's <laughs> a... What, is, it, is it accent or quid? Quids. No, I hear you. Say it. Quid. Yeah, quid. see? Quid. Yeah, they're saying the I differently. Quid. For American listeners, a quid is a pound. Yeah. And it's like saying a buck. You're like, ah, oh, this is ten bucks. Ah, oh, this was ten quid. Right. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really grasped the exchange rate thing either, because every time I'm like, oh, it was only ten bucks. But it wasn't only ten bucks. No. <laughs> Always round up. In my head, I just like, But like, what five. do you round up to? Oh. I'd say that's like, probably like 14, 13. Somebody out there is going to fact check us while listening. <laughs> like, These are yeah. the financial reporters that we... Subscribe to. <laughs> it's how I keep myself on a budget. I just like see something that's five pounds and I'm like, mmm, that's nine dollars. <laughs> that's kind of smart. I'll give you that. Well, it sort of works. Um, I got my hair cut and dyed it here, and I live in Hackney now. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, for listeners out there based in London or anywhere else in Europe, whenever you're in London. Give these guys a shout. Uh, I'll include their emails here so you can reach out to them. Uh, I'm not in London, but always reachable. Why are you gaslighting us? I'm not. I'm literally in London right now. I'm not in London always. Did oh. I cannot say that? <laughs> anyway, maybe the next time we, we record all together again, we'll be in Hong Kong. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, That's a long yes, flight. 12 hours, hours, baby. I don't think I'm going to yeah. make it. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Bye.